Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Tomahawk number 107, cover date November-December 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring Double Cross of the Gorilla Ranger, written by France Heron, art by Fred Ray. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. The Revolutionary War-era covert agent fights a gorilla and a super-powered megalomaniac in a Viking fortress while Big Anvil flashes his hairy, hairy chest. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. All night long they chatter away, all day long they were happy and gay, swinging and singing in the honky-tonky way. Welcome back to the land of the living, Princess Languideer. Hello! How are you? I'm fine, how are you? Oh my goodness, I am on top of the world! What's your secret? Sleep. Oh. And lots of it. Uh, I, 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 I wonder if I need to be diagnosed, um... For um, low testosterone or something, because I am really lacking to sleep. <laughs> well, no, I act in, in fairness. I uh, know. So, so yesterday, right? Yes. So um, we went to a show Friday night. Yeah. Our friends at the old opera house, uh-huh. and that lasted. It was a really long show. Yeah. With the intermission and sure, full sure, house, sure. it was great. Um, so then yesterday morning, I got up and I went out to the lawn mm-hmm. with the chainsaw and yes. cut down a lot of the branches that were hitting my head on the on the riding lawnmower. Right? How manly! Yes, it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, and so I, I did that. Well, I, I trimmed back the four or five trees, and then you helped me um, bring the bush, the the the, the limbs yeah. down to the backyard to the back sure. property, and we live on just a little over an acre. Sure, but it was. Hot and I was in jeans and and stuff Lug. because well because you're you know using a chainsaw you want to make sure you want to be really safe I was in gloves and jeans and right, stuff like that right, right. so I was like worn out by the end of it so I took a nap yesterday afternoon uh-huh. right and I had some little things that I needed to do and, and you helped me we got the microwave fixed right yes and you bathed the dogs yes and we got a we did a ton of laundry together yes and uh, today I was going to try to do some lawn work but you wouldn't allow it well it's uh, as you can see from outside there's 
a good thunderstorm rolling in right now, and, yes. and I I really didn't. Want, I went to church this morning, had a lovely time at church, uh, and then uh, came home, and of course had uh, leftovers for lunch. Mm-hmm. Took another nap. I don't know how long I slept. I didn't like care. Like two and a half hours. No, that is not. That true. is the truth. Are you serious? Yes, girl. I didn't know where you were. I thought you were dead. Well, I went into the because of course you stripped the bed down for yes, to wash all the bedding, right. and I went to the guest bedroom and laid in the bed, and the dogs were there with me, and Willoughby was there with me, and oh, he fell asleep right against me, and I had my arm on him, and I fell asleep. I don't know how long I was in there. Two and a half hours, as I previously stated. So I've had plenty of sleep, and I feel oh my god, I feel so rested. Oh, so I uh, my family does not have a history of napping. I don't know about yours. Uh, no one in my family ever lived long enough to tell me what it's like. I mean, I I don't think my dad ever took naps because you know my stepmother kept him like hopping around, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. And my mom would take naps, but only in her later years when she was uh, when she was sick. So. Well, sure, if you fall asleep in the chair in front of the TV, that's a different kind of a nap. But I'm talking about a predetermined like I am going to the bed to take a nap. Which my family just didn't do that. Well, I didn't start until my fifties, and it was because I was, you know, I was, I was raised. You don't waste a moment. No, and you know me, I'm all do 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 yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So then a, a couple of years ago, when I entered my fifties, I was like, screw this, I'm gonna take a nap, and and I just do it on the weekends. Surely you're not fifty. You look so impossibly so young. young. I know. Oh, but what a great weekend we've had. It's yes. about to get better, my friend. Wait, I have to tell you something. What? I got some Fig Newtons yes. at the store. The Devil's Treat. Which you despise. Well, they're just, they give me heartburn and they're disgusting. Oh, I forgot about the heartburn part. They also give me a little bit of heartburn sometimes. Um, so they've been around for a very long time. Have they? They were created in 1891. Wow. Yes, uh, by a couple of brothers. The uh, and you know, the Kennedy, uh, excuse me, the Kennedy Biscuit Works, made uh-huh. and I thought they were something from England, right? Because you sure. know how they have are with their biscuits, but what we call cookies. Mm-hmm. But they are the third most popular cookie in America. Third most popular. Well, no one ever underestimated Americans' sense of taste. Right. They're not cookies, actually. They're fruit and cake, which is why they're terrible. Uh, they're delicious. Fruit doesn't belong with cake. Unless it's a fruitcake. Well, they're just fantastic. Figs are wonderful. So anyway, it's great. Wonderful day. You know what has not been around a long time? Uh, Gorillas in the wilderness of North America. Correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, more specifically, Western knowledge of gorillas was not available during the Revolutionary War, which is when our title character Tomahawk is fighting the Redcoats. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, Erwin Donenfeld, creator of the Go-Go Check, uh, also believed that a gorilla on the cover of a comic magazine spiked the sales. Was he right? Well, yes. Okay. And that's why we get some gorillas here on the cover of Tomahawk. We've seen gorillas before as, as enemies in other pieces sure. of stories. You know who else has seen gorillas as enemies before? Tomahawk. This is his third gorilla he's fought. Well, the first two times was the same gorilla, Lord Colosso. Okay. But uh, it's funny that there's no mention throughout this story, hey, here's another giant gorilla. We fought one before in issue. Right, right. 
Um, it also, treat it as if it's the first time he's ever seen a gorilla. Uh, John, no, it isn't. That's the troubling part. What? We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, this is Tomahawk mm-hmm. number one oh seven introducing Thunderman. Uh, special sorry, guest villain. Thund- thund- thunder what? Thunder hyphenman. Thunder. That's mm-hmm. hyphenated special guest hyphen villain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of historical inaccuracies. Here. Yeah, why is Thunderman right wearing a cape and a like a completely anachronistic outfit? Yeah, he looks like a modern 1960 super villain uh-huh. that's been somehow space transported back in time into this. It makes no sense. Also, he has complete command of electricity, which was uh, not understood how to harness it yet, no. except for Ben Franklin flying the key up on the kite. Yeah, well, true, true. And Ben Franklin does get a shout out, by the way. Uh, very arresting cover, a red sky, a giant gorilla with a bow and arrow and mm-hmm. an Indian headdress mm-hmm. about to shoot Tomahawk through the chest. Yeah. And a cutout image of Thunderman, mm-hmm. our special guest villain. villain. From out of the city streets and faraway farms streamed these do-or-die volunteers from many ways and walks of life to fight for freedom. And the best of these brave and bloody battlers were chosen to become rangers. Rangers. Now to join their ranks comes a strange newcomer from a remote distant region on the other side of the world. But is he actually friend or foe? Watch him. Be careful, because nobody would suspect the double cross of the gorilla ranger. Uh, Tomahawk's rangers, of course, more specifically, the Rip Roarin' Rangers mm-hmm. are a collection of special operatives working undercover for General Washington, mm-hmm. George, that is, uh, who uh, enlist their aid to fight the Redcoats. This is during the Revolutionary War. Indeed. And uh, we've got here right in the splash page, Big Anvil. We jump right into the action here. Big Anvil, who's the biggest and hairiest of mm, the Rangers. He's my favorite. Same girl. Uh, is being fired upon by... Someone. Well, not someone, a giant gorilla. Well, I didn't know if you were going to the first panel or the first page. Oh, well, I'm right here on the splash page. <laughs> uh, story by France Heron, art by Fred Ray. Fred Ray was... Uh, it sounds like you're saying Fred Gray. It's Fred Ray. Fred Ray mm-hmm. certainly had experience drawing gorillas because he was a longtime writer and artist for the Congo Bill strip. Oh. And uh, he was also an expert on revolutionary era costume, military costume. Okay. And so expert that he was enlisted by the Smithsonian Institution. Stop. Right nearby in Washington, D.C. Our very own Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Our very own. Now, uh, being an expert on revolutionary era military costume does not necessarily make one an expert in revolutionary era historical facts, mm. as we will soon see. Well, he didn't actually write the story. He didn't Fred write Ray the story. Was the but, artist. Right, but, you know, one would think he had a telephone. He could call France Heron and say, hey, uh, the, no one had complete command of electricity during the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Um, now, Big Anvil recognizes this creature as a monkey. It's not a monkey. It's mm. a great ape, mm-hmm. a gorilla to be specific. Probably a western silverback gorilla. Mm-hmm. Mountain gorilla. I don't know. I made that up. 
Mountain gorilla. Uh, it's a dad blamed engine monkey or monkey engine. Monkey engine. Because indeed the gorilla is wearing an Indian headband with a feather in it and has a bow and, and arrow. arrow. And a quiver. And a quiver. Now this gorilla just sets off attacking the Ripperworn Ranges. And this fellow, I believe his name is Brass Buttons, says that's not a monkey, it's a gorilla. Now, Rob, I have an interesting mm-hmm. historical fact for you. Okay. Gorillas mm-hmm. were not known to the Western world. Until? Until 1847. Oh, dear. Which astonished me. I would think, well, yeah, everyone knows what a gorilla is, right? They're well, so sure. prevalent in pop culture. There must have been hundreds and hundreds of years of exhibiting them for Queen Elizabeth and whatnot. Right. No, 1847 was the very first time a scientist discovered a gorilla skull. I can't believe it. I mean, of course, Africans certainly knew about gorillas, but yeah, I'm but talking you're about from the Western, Western, Western world. Right, 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 right. 1847. Wow. Don't that... But that's surprising because England had been expanding for, for so so very long and had, you know, uh, such a huge yes. empire in the, in the 18th century. So that, that it would be, wouldn't be to the middle of the 19th century that, that the Western civilization knows about um, gorillas. Right. right. And my... Yeah. Crack Wikipedia research mm-hmm. led me to discover that even chimpanzees were not known until the 1600s in Europe. Really? Yes. The 1600s. The 1600s. What about the orangutan? Oh, I would. I didn't even look up that much because well, I was only interested in gorillas. Of course. Primarily. Yes. <laughs> Primately. Primately. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brass Buttons recognizes it as a gorilla, which uh, is our first historical inaccuracy because nobody knew about gorillas in the 1700s. Okay. And uh, what about the Frenchie's beret? That's his name, Frenchie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I know. Uh, oh. What about his beret? I mean, was it, what about was it? A beret common in the Revolutionary Era? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Should I do some Wikipedia research no, right now? I don't know, because here I am thinking about the Canadian um, uh, military, and, and they actually wore some interesting hats, too. So I, I don't know about that. Oh, here we go. Yes? Archaeology and art history indicate that headgear similar to the modern beret has been worn since the Bronze Age across northern Europe and as far south as ancient Crete in Italy, where it was worn by the Minoans, Etruscans, and Romans. I cannot believe it. It must be a very functional thing to have. A head covering. I should say so. The beret is part of the long-standing stereotype of the intellectual, film director, artist, hipster, poet, bohemian, and beatnik. The painter Rembrandt and the composer Richard Wagner, among others, wore berets. Wow. Wow. Who knew? I'll be a monkey's uncle. Well, that's one thing that's not historically inaccurate in this comic. Okay. Um, now, this giant gorilla snatches up Big Anvil in his hairy maw, and uh, the other ranger's about to shoot him. But he can't shoot him because he might hit... Big anvil. Right. Well, Tomahawk says don't shoot him because it might just make him angry. Right. Junebug, did you squeeze your squeeze fat her fat that butterball car- carapace through that door? We huh? try to keep the dogs quiet during these broadcasts, and but it's impossible. It, well, and also they got bathed yesterday, but they um, but they didn't get their nails done, right. which we have to do today. And so she clickety clicks in around. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's almost like having a giant gorilla around the house. Uh, yes. So. uh... 
Tomahawk, Tomahawk says, don't shoot because it might just make him angry and then he'll kill Big Anvil. Yeah. And uh, Big Anvil takes matters into his own hands and starts punching. Yes, but it's like punching a pillow. Right. Yeah. Just then, an Indian brave walks up, commands the gorilla to drop Big Anvil, and he does. Hold Makora. We find out the gorilla's name is Mikora. And uh, they are astonished to see that he obeys the engine's commands. Put the ranger down, Mikora, gently now. That's very good. That sounds just like Apache Chief. Uh, well, he's the only one that I can. Right. Oh, right. Um, now, Mikora, we learn, is the Indian's tribal pet. And, of course, the rangers are curious about how the Indians came upon. Makora of the first place. So we get a little backstory. Ten winters past, a pale face, that means a white man, stumbled into our village, leading a small animal unknown to us. The the small brute walks like a man, and uh, when the pale face collapses in exhaustion, the loyal beast thinks they mean to harm him, and he defends his master. So they try to convince him to that, that they are kind. Yes, which and they are. They are successful in in offering him food and water. Yes. We gained the animal's trust. Later, when the stranger could speak, he told how he had brought the little one he called Mikora from a far land known as Africa. Uh, he explained that Mikora was a rare member of its kind and would grow to tremendous size. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't uh, publish any of this in scientific literature, apparently. No. But uh, we'll just take his word for it. Well, not long after. The right. stranger died for The stranger illness. died, and Mikora accepted the Indians as friends. And since he was quick to learn things, we taught him our ways, such as the use of the bow and arrow. Yes. The story's not over, friends. Now that Makora has grown up, he might be of great service to my tribe and to you rangers. Frenchie says, This is the most incredible story I have ever heard. He should have said, Antoyab. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when the Revolutionary War came, the chief Tanka of the Indian tribe was captured by the enemy who is now holding him hostage so that the Indians will not take up arms against them. So they turned Makora loose in the forest so that the Redcoats wouldn't see him and kill him. Uh, turns out Tomahawk is an old friend of Chief Tonka. Yes. And he's and the Rangers are going to go rescue him, and they're going to take Makora along as their secret weapon. That panel has an excellent close-up chest shot of... Uh, a big anvil, a big I'll anvil. say. Yeah. Uh, listener, I know most of our listeners are not gay, um, but if you happen to be gay, you should <laughs> check out a picture of a big anvil. He's a, he's a he's a man's man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he reminds me of Merlin Olson on Little House in the Prairie. If Merlin Olson had black hair and an open vest all the time, if no Olson. matter the weather. <laughs> now. Uh, Cane Tuck, or Cannonball, I can't tell them apart. What? Uh, I'm on okay. page six, uh, five. I see it. Okay. Uh, it's either Cane Tuck or Cannonball is against taking this gorilla along with him, because what if he turns on us? He mm-hmm. could wipe us all out. Mm-hmm. How do we know that we could trust a gorilla? 
you don't. You know what else we learned in war comics? You can't pin a medal on a gorilla. No, you can't. <laughs> We've had so many good gorilla stories. Remember uh, Gorilla Witch Doctor? I was, oh my God, I was just going to say Gorilla oh, Witch Doctor. Oh, that was the best. Yes. That should be a recurring character. Yeah. Uh, the Indian promises, all he needs is some brief instruction from me, and he will follow your orders and mm-hmm. be your friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tomahawk says, why don't we give him a test? We're going to attack an enemy camp anyway. We'll just take him with us and attack the camp. See what happens. Off they go, and here comes the big test. With an earth-shuddering growl, the massive Makora plunges into the fray, unaware so they, of the odds. They're against, attacking redcoats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are panicking. Blimey! That's an expression of panic in the United Kingdom. Yes. I'm certain of it. Someone will correct us if we're wrong. Can I just say something about accents? Yes. So I was listening to this podcast today, and the speaker on the podcast was from Australia. Uh Uh-huh. And I'll be damned if the Australian accent isn't one that I can do easily at all. It's very difficult. There are... You know what it is? There are so many unpredictable diphthongs and triphthongs Uh in in the Australian accent, especially the O. It actually is like when they say... It's like... And uh-huh. the, the tongue comes forward and it makes a small R sound. Yes. Uh, like an R colored vowel. Uh-huh. It is the most bizarre thing. It, it's and, and and the interesting thing is if you're going to do an Australian accent, you should keep it up here and bright uh-huh. so that your tongue is sort of arched up here. like here. But it is so <laughs> difficult. Tony Curtis for a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boss. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, listen. One more thing. And then we'll, we'll go. There is a little bit of similarity in the, in the brightness and the ah vowels to our Bostonian accent. You sure? Yes. I was just I'm just listening to this podcast. I listened to it twice today. Um, it's, I don't know, like about 49 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Just listening to this guy. I really want to try to figure out how to do a good, credible Australian accent, and I'll be damned, it is hard. Well, as you know, Boston was a penal colony, just like Australia was, so. So I think it has something to do with I'm just making up the, historical facts. Well, Boston like, was why not, not a penal colony, but I think you're right. I think the Australian, I mean, we know about the history of Australia, and I think it has to do with where the people who were who were sent to Australia actually tended to come from. It's so like, since a penal colony, mm-hmm. a lower class of English, mm-hmm. so there you've got that sort of that that quality of of, of voice of, of diction incorporated sure. into the culture. All right, anyway, enough about that. We're but. probably gonna get letters about that, but I don't care. Let him yeah. come. Let him come. Uh, so, Big Anvil decides he's just gonna call him Mike because uh, Mikasa. What's his name? Mikasa. <laughs> I don't know what Makana, Makota, Makora, Makora, Makora. We're just calling him Mike from now on. Okay. Uh, and uh, Big Anvil turns out he can give uh, Mike orders as well. Yeah. From one hairy ape to another. Uh, but he's very bitter. He's almost getting his head ripped off because he has to take time out to instruct this gorilla in the art of uh, warfare. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's what he thinks he has to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, let's just watch Big Anvil in action. We get a punch, a left punch, a right punch, and a flying jump kick. Yeah. These are great. Mm-hmm. Lots of action shots of Big Anvil. Right. Flexing and kicking and punching. Punch! Punch! Kick! Punch! 
Suddenly, Mike's nowhere to be found. Where is he? Well, he, where'd that monkey go? Where'd that overgrown monkey go? Well, he took away. 50 of the soldiers by himself. Yes. Wow. Big Anvil's taking on a few on his own. Just these few. Uh, now, Tomahawk says we can gather the weapons and the ammo that are nearby because our main assignment is to find a mysterious man who organized his own private army and who was known only as Thunderman. Nobody knows who he is. We only know he's becoming a bigger threat to our Yanks than the regular Redcoat army. What? Now, they go to collect the uh, weapons and ammo, and what do you think? Well, Mike. Mike's gone berserk. He's picking up... He's gone these, bananas, no pun intended. He's gone bananas. Yeah, he's picking up these these um, what are cannons, cannons, cannons and, like like uh, they're like they're toys, and he's breaking them up. Busting them up. Yeah, they were going to use them against Thundermen. Now what are they going to do? I don't know. But speaking of thunder, I you know, hear that? Can you hear that? I wow. heard it. Thunderstorms coming in. Yeah, but it's rolled and rolled and rolled. That sound lasted for a very long time. Well, that's. I hope it rains. We're desperate God, for rain. God, our lawn is so brown. We haven't mowed our grass in two weeks. No, and they keep it, promising rain, and then it never comes. This is August. It's insanity. Yes. Uh, now, we learn that Thunderman has a secret fortress atop a mountain nearby, mm-hmm. and it would have been easier to use those cannons to pulverize it than storming it with only our rifles and bayonets whatever we have now right but they decide to give it a go mm-hmm. and uh take off with mike just then wild maniacal laughter cuts through the air followed by jagged lightning and a deafening clap of thunder i am thunderman uh, you know what he's what? gonna sound like joan crawford i am thunderman and you don't have to find me tomahawk I found you! Ha ha ha! Kawama! And so comes a sinister giant of a stranger armed with fire and thunder, daring to destroy the do-or-die volunteers, challenging the wrath of the mighty Gorilla Ranger. He's shooting lightning all around. Have you ever seen so much lightning on one page? No! Uh, lightning on the Rangers, lightning on Mike, and uh, but nothing can make Mike topple. He's mm. a giant gorilla. That's a lot of power to harness. Yes. Um, Now, Mike keeps pushing ahead against the lightning bolts. Finally, he crashes to the ground like a struck oak tree. Hmm. Now everyone will be convinced that nothing can defy Thunderman. I'm the greatest. Oh, I like that voice better than mine. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And there, in the sudden eerie silence of the forest, lie the rangers and their new ally, the great gorilla, mute and motionless, Victims of an attack more terrible than a burst of cannon fire. Come out, my loyal soldiers. I want you to see how Thunderman handles the enemy. Now, I thought he had raised a private army, but these gentlemen are still wearing the red coats of the British army. Yes, they must be working. They must be in cahoots with him. Yes. Hmm. Uh, they're also uh, lower class because they were used the word blimey. Yes. Blimey. The Rangers and even the big gorilla all dead. That's not a good, uh, that's a Dick Van Dyke British accent. That's fine. Um, now, they think the Rangers are dead. They're not. They're just unconscious. Right. The lot of them. After all, I didn't hit them with my full powers. I had a good reason not to. Why I want- so? 
I wanted Tomahawk and his rangers to live so they could tell other Americans of my might. I wanted to demonstrate to you men that I am the most powerful force alive. Then we get an extreme Oh, they're deserters. Yeah, they're- A dozen deserters from the British Army. Okay. Uh, I only need you dozen deserters from the British Army to triumph over the Yanks. Then I shall conquer the British and eventually strike at every country until I and you master the world. Now, you men act quickly. I have a brilliant plan in mind. Tie up the rangers before they recover. As for the gorilla? Well, see, he had come to get those cannons that mm-hmm. Mike had destroyed. And yes. so instead the of the Mike cannons, now he's going to just take the gorilla with him, yeah. ties up the other rangers to trees, and uh, he's going to make an example of them. Oh, no, big anvil. Yep. He's been tied up to a tree. They're going to haul the big ape up to his fortress, and he's going to be the subject of a startling experiment. Yes, we shall see something very interesting. Now, that's hard work to haul that gorilla uphill. Oh my gosh! Well, they did used to um, haul those cannons uphill. I know. We've seen up at Maryland Heights where they hauled those cannons uphill, but they did it with horses. Still, yeah, poor horses. Mm-hmm. Now, Big Anvil wakes up with his mighty uh, grip. He pries loose the tree that he is tied to, rips it right out of the ground. And uh, he's Such about impressive strength. Uh huh. He's about to hightail it right after Thunderman. And Tomahawk orders him to stand back and stand by, mm-hmm. and come over here with your back turned to me so I can untie you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could have broke the ropes myself. Oh, gee, Tomahawk, I could have broke the ropes. Uh, so everyone gets untied. Fine. They track the uh, wagon marks to. Well, Tom well, ca- knows where he's castle. going. Yeah, it's not a castle. It's a it's a it's a um, fortress. A fortress that the Nordic built fort. A Norse built fortress. Now the Vikings. We do know that the Vikings landed in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. There is some supposition that they also traveled as far south as Connecticut and Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. So that's at least plausible that there are some. Viking artifacts near to where Tomahawk and his rangers are. But to think you know that the what Norsemen the... built an actual fortress. Well, you know what they didn't do? Build things out of stone and mortar. <laughs> they built wooden longhouses. Wooden structures, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is on top of a, what would we call this? A spiralized mountain? Yes, a spiralized mountain. Mount, mountain. With a uh, medieval era fortress castle. Yeah. In ruins, of course. Yes, but still, I mean, this is just, this is asking the reader to believe a lot. Well, if I was eight years old, I'd believe every bit of this. Okay. I would have gone to school and done a book report about the Norsemen building castles in Rhode Island. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... It's an old fort built by the Norsemen, and Tomahawk just happens to know that there are tunnels inside the mountain leading up to the top. They don't have to traverse this windy road. Well, he knows everything. Sure he does. Hmm. He's Tomahawk. Hmm. Hmm. Like determined moles, the rangers enter the narrow, twisting passageways and begin their wary ascent, alert for any sudden danger. I like that panel. 
Uh, yeah, we get a cutaway of the interior tunnels inside the mountain. Like ants crawling up in the mountain. Uh, must have been some work hauling that gorilla up there. They didn't actually... That was a weird thing for them to say. Um, I'm sorry. What I, what I mean is, like, they're going up these tunnels, and then someone says, that must have been some job tomahawk hauling that gorilla up here, as if the entire group hauled the gorilla through the same tunnel network. They just would have gone right up the road. Yeah, they went up the road. Yeah. I'm sure about it. Uh, While above, the gorilla is uh, chained up in some kind of contraption here, and he's Mm -hmm. going to be raised up to the ceiling just like Like Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster. monster. Uh, And Thunderman gloats, Ben Franklin should know of my experiments with electricity. Ha! I'm centuries ahead of him. Well... Maybe one century. Mm-hmm. And his blasted kite and key. I not only can draw lightning from the sky, but I developed a method of storing it for future use. Hire, you men. Hire. Get him all the way to the roof. I'll need an extra big charge to treat this monstrous brute. At last, the great beast is raised to the summit of the ceiling, and lightning is let loose. Now, I have two alternative story ideas here that would have worked better for me. Well, first of all, the lightning would have killed the creature. Right. Now, knowing that this is a world where superpowers will eventually exist. Yes. If we could have just made Lightning Man, like, been someone who was struck by lightning and then could control it or something like that. Right. right. That would be great. Yes. Or, even better, if he was full on using, like, Baroque opera theater special effects uh-huh. to create lightning. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it would be like just a painted backdrop of lightning and uh-huh. rain and they'd have some of these British soldiers with a piece of material that they'd <laughs> flap around and make like or ocean waves or something. They used to have a whole intricate system for dropping bowling balls or dropping boulders. Uh-huh. Well, I guess ball, balls, yeah. This, yeah. Um, they Some of the theaters actually had like little um, tracks where, where, where the balls would hit and then roll so you get the idea of rolling thunder. And, sure. Yeah. Now, that would be great. Yes. Probably not exciting for eight-year-olds reading comics, but I would have loved it. I'm sure. Uh, The problem is, of course, during the Baroque era, people went to the opera and just sat in the audience and talked and ate and drank, just like movies today. Oh, did you read? I read an article in the Washington Post about that this morning. People are behaving so badly. Like animals. Texting, talking, taking photographs. Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy. Did you read about the one guy who's just stripped naked to watch Barbie? Yes. Honestly, that's why I don't like to go to the movies. Well, they don't allow that sort of thing in Alamo. Well, I, even so. They yeah. are known. Alamo is, is known for uh, not letting people in 15 minutes after the movie started. They, they let work. someone in, the waiters and waitresses, who interrupt your movie to come and get your drinks and You have no complaints about Alamo Draft House. I certainly do. What? I want to just sit in quiet and watch a movie, and I want to pause it when I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, and then yeah. come back and do whatever I want. Eat whatever I want and not pay $1,000 for a hamburger. <laughs> I have very strong opinions about the Alamo. Oh, what you have become. Do you wish to kill the creature? <laughs> no, I'm just reading about it. Well, uh, all, I, all this would have been unnecessary if I wanted to kill the creature. All I'm merely influencing the gorilla's mind. In short, I'm making an ally out of him. So we're to understand that if we want to make an ally out of any creature, we just should shock it to death. Shock treatment, yeah. yeah shock treatment. Uh, electroshock therapy. It was a big thing back oh, in the yeah. 60s. Oh, yeah. Frontal lobotomies? Mm-hmm. Partial lobotomies? Sure, it's oh, terrific. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 
I've had three. I've had three. Didn't do me any harm. <laughs> uh, now, the rangers are almost to the castle. They hear Mike whimpering in pain. Oh, and Mike. they rush in to size up the situation. And uh, they see what's happening, and they rush in to start punching. Mm-hmm. And there's Chief Tonka. Chained up, up on the, the wall. wall. Uh, now, he warns them that Thunderman has affected the beast's mind. But they can't hear him. They can't hear him from the punching. <laughs> they can't hear you through all this noise, punch, vam, sock, pow. <laughs> Where's Thunderman? Got to pin him down before he can strike back at us. Well, of course, um, uh, Big Anvil. Big Anvil, that old soft torn dude. up about Mike. Yep. He goes to release Big Mike from the contraption. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens? Well, Mike just breaks himself free and then whacks Big Backs Anvil. Backs him away. He has been turned evil by yes. the lightning. And then he takes to bowling the, the, the members of the, right across the room. He's off his rocker. He can punch me all the way back to Paris. These poor rangers are flying across the room. Flying. Growl, bam, vloom, kapow, whack. Uh, Thunderman confirms he has gone berserk, but yeah. only against you. My electric charges converted him, shocked him out of reality, made him work for me. Ah, but you ain't converted me, wise guy. Nope. I'm going to take you apart. See what happens when you tick. Oh, excuse me. See what makes you tick. Then I'm going to throw all the pieces away. Hey, fellas, look at this. He, well, as my favorite character, Big Anvil, Big Anvil, he's picked him up by his heels and shaking him around. Grabs him up by the ankles. This is just like Aunt Sue when I was choking on an ice cube when I was three years old. She yes. snatched me up by the ankles and shook me till it popped out. Yeah, she saved your life. Yes. Unfortunately, I didn't have this electronic contraption strapped to my back under my cape. That's why he's wearing a cape, so that it hides his electronic contraption. Well, it looks like two sticks of dynamite. It does, actually. I don't... I'm certain dynamite didn't exist in the Revolutionary War. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, just, I mean, I'm just pretty sure. Okay. It didn't. Well, we did use it. They did use dynamite when uh, to build the the, um, the railways. So it wasn't well, that, that long. Was, well, I mean, yeah, it was probably yes. like within. So within within uh, seventy years Draft of the Revolutionary War, the one, the one, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And famously, they used it all over Little House of the Prairie and Gunsmoke and yeah. Big Valley and all those shows. They always had dynamite laying the around. The Big Valley, dun, da-da-da-dun, da-da-da-dun. So Big Anvil discovers the contraption. He shakes it off Thunderman's back and straps it onto his own What's muscular he gonna do? torso. He's going to use lightning, just and like Lightningman. He does. Thunderman. He says, so he converted you with lightning, eh? Maybe I can convert, it, convert you again. Let me see how this works. So he points his hand at, um, at uh, Big Mike Big Mike, and shoots, shoots lightning, lightning at, him. at him. Yeah, and then <gasps> he screams, Tomahawk, it didn't work. What went wrong? He's going to slam me around again. Big Mike grabs up Big Anvil and uh, is going to crush him to death. Yeah. We think. We think. But no, he's found himself again, Big Anvil. He only wants to give you a friendly hug. Lucky ape. Thus ends Thunderman's dreams of conquering the world, Chief Tonka. And you can return to your tribe. 
and take that big ape back with you. First thing you know, he'd be ordering me around, and, and I wouldn't put up with that. Ha, 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 ha. They didn't all laugh. They should have had no, everyone laughing laughed, at yeah. the end, yeah. because this is the end. As I said, yeah. Tomahawk has encountered a giant gorilla twice before. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Colosso, okay. giant ape, which he fought in issues 86 and 93. Yeah, I don't know. I did look that up earlier. Okay. And uh, we've also seen Tomahawk fight a Frankenstein monster already in our go-go check yeah. era. Yeah, sure. Uh, what else has he fought? I think there's a robot coming up. There's a caveman coming up in a few issues oh. with pterodactyls. How will we be able, to, be able to tell? Excuse me. How will we be able to tell the difference between the caveman and Big Anvil? I don't know. Maybe that's how they get mixed up. They mistake Big Anvil for one of their own. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's I don't it. have anything more to say about this story. It's a pretty long story. And, it is. And, and it has started really raining outside. Has Thank it? God. Oh, no. I yeah. really wanted to walk the dogs later. Oh, no. Oh, I'm oh, so disappointed. No. Yeah. Uh, anything else exciting happening for you this week? This week? Yeah, any important... I hope it's a slower <clears throat> week than last week. Any important birthdays coming up or well, anything? something really important is happening next weekend. What's that? Your birthday, is Is it? it? Yes! I can't wait to celebrate your birthday. Why? What are you going to do? Well, unfortunately, uh, we are celebrating your birthday with something that happened... Uh, with something that was given to me on my birthday. Yes, I bought you tickets for your birthday yeah, to your see, very Diana favorite, Krall, Diana Crawl. My very favorite. So we're going to go to Wolf Trap on your birthday. Yes. To to take advantage of the tickets that were given me on my birthday. But we'll go to dinner. Yes. And so that'll be really nice. So uh, so we're going to have a nice uh, weekend next week. And will I have a lot of prizes? Well, I hope so. I hope I can figure that out between now and then. Because, of course, we share an Amazon account, so I hope you haven't seen what I got you already. I, and if I see Amazon emails, I just delete, delete, delete. Good, good, because I've been, I've been scouting about looking for things for you. Well, that's comforting to hear. Yes. Um, we will be back next week. We will. With, I don't know what, I haven't looked at my spreadsheet lately, but... It'll be exciting. Yes. You can be guaranteed of that. Yes, because it's a uh, checkered board masthead comic. It's of going course, to be delightful. Duh. Yeah, and if it's not exciting, we'll make it so. That's right. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, definitely, yes. So I was going to say something, but I'll just save it for next week. Okay. Yeah. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever X, they're what calling the hell it. It's called. Threads. I've started Threads now. Oh, is that is that a new thing? It's a new thing. It's is that a habit, or is that? I mean, you might have to check you into the hospital for that. What's Threads? What do you mean? What it's is just, Threads? It's Instagram, but oh, it's okay. A new. Oh. You know, it's Zuckerberg's new thing to stupid. compete with Twitter. Oh. Oh well. Okay. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I'm everywhere. I've got my fingers. All over the world. Bobby Pie Hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you can find us right back here next week. Indeed. Uh, that's all for now. Right. And you know how we sign off around here. How do we do that? We say, abba-dabba-dabba-dabba-dabba-dabba-dabba, sing us a monkey to the chimp. <laughs> okay. Not really. We say, bye. bye.